Welcome to Newest, Latest, Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Saturday, July 29th, 2017. I've been thinking this morning about the way that the video game landscape has changed so dramatically in the last several years. Um, I played a bunch of Warframe last night with some friends. I don't know if you're familiar with Warframe, but it is a uh, a pretty awesome third-person action sort of pseudo-MMO RPG, uh, it, it takes place in the far future and you have these warframes and you have all kinds of crazy uh, action combat abilities. The, the warframe that I was using has bow and arrow and can throw shurikens and has this melee combat and you can move through the, the levels in really, really fast uh, kinetic ways. Uh, it's, a, it's an MMO in the sense that you are playing with a bunch of people all the time and you're getting loot, and you're leveling up, kind of is a, it reminds me of a mix between Diablo for the loot and Destiny for the sort of action combat, you know, uh, shooting mechanics. But this, again, has been around a long time. In fact, I played it in its first incarnation uh, several years ago, and I didn't really get hooked on it, but I was impressed with the, the systems. And I have a couple of buddies who did get really into it at that time, kind of stayed into it uh, peripherally, and now are back into it in a big way. The game is getting a bunch of updates. They did a big, massive uh, graphical update, and it's getting a big update, I think, in, in a month or two uh, to kind of turn it into a more traditional MMO. There'll be big, open PvE environments that you'll play with your friends rather than these sort of uh, more destiny-esque missions where you lo link up with friends and do specific quests and specific like how long can you survive type missions but it got me to thinking that how many of these games there are that that have robust communities that are these big evolving games that you know i, I logged into warframe having not played it in well over a year probably more and I was so impressed with how much of the game has changed, how it has evolved, how it has blossomed into something much more interesting. There's lots of new content. The progression systems and missions have been refined. The game has evolved in a very significant way. And that's the way video games are made now, especially games you play with other people online. Uh, you know, of course, we talk about the, the early access phenomenon that's happened in the last several years being a big sea change in how games are developed and released. And we talk about games like Mass Effect Andromeda that's, you know, getting massive updates after it's been released. And it kind of feels like an early access game and the sort of early accessification of all of the gaming landscape. But I think this is even a different thing. This is games that the entire idea behind them is that the developer is going to keep working and keep updating and keep evolving these games. MMOs, you know, it was for a while when MMOs first made a big splash, the whole idea behind this was that you were paying a monthly fee and because of that, 
you expected a game to continue to be worked on and new content to be added. But now these games are free to play and they're able to sustain themselves on uh, you know a small number of people making big purchases or uh, a lot of people making small purchases. Either way, the, the games change over time and exist over long periods of time. And the thing that's so amazing to me is that there are so many people playing so many of these kinds of games and each of them seems to me to ask of the player base for it to be kind of the only game they play. The games are so deep and so involving and require such a time commitment to progress that I'm astounded that there are so many of these little niches, that these these little worlds that people – it becomes their game, right? There's a bunch of people that just play Warframe. There's a bunch of people that just play World of Tanks. There are a bunch of people that, that – you know, these these little communities sprout up and there's enough – player base to support to support all of it it's just such a paradigm shift from where i started out as a gamer which is you know you play everything you play the next game that comes out you play it to its completion and you move on i love it but i'm also intimidated by it because as much as fun as i was having last night with warframe and as impressed as i am with where the game has come to i don't know if it can be a mainstay right how many mainstays can you have does the fact that these games ask so much of their players make you not able to play as many of them as you'd like? Let me know. Send me a call-in. I'd love to hear. Speaking of call-ins, got some great ones lately, including this one from a friend of mine. This is Sharif from uh, Spawn on Me, which is a great podcast you guys should be listening to. He wanted to talk a little bit about what we discussed yesterday about Nintendo maybe getting a pass for the poor voice chat options in Splatoon 2. Sharif has some strong feelings on that subject. Hey, Jeff, this is Sharif from Spawn on Me and Gaming Looks Good. I uh, wanted to call in and respond um, to the caller that mentioned that Nintendo is getting a pass um, for their poor poor voice chat implementation in Splatoon. Um, I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think Nintendo gets a pass at all. I think they're criticized very heavily in the press. Um, it's just that that criticism is also in the midst of many positive things. And when you come down to it, you know, with any purchase, you got to weigh the positives and the negatives. And in Splatoon, in two's case, you know, the poor voice chat is just not enough of a negative compared to the actual game mechanics and the fun of the games and the levels and all that stuff and how the language of the game communicates in a way that you can still have a team-based shooter without voice chat and still, you know, complete objectives and such that when you weigh those uh, pros and cons, you know, for a lot of reviewers, you know, that negative just is not enough to sink it. Um Thanks, Sharif. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think you make some very solid points there. On the other hand, here is a call-in from Rex who has a different point of view. Listen to this. Here's what's so concerning to me. Here we are, sitting on our high horses, judging Nintendo when we are mere mortals. We will cease to exist and Nintendo will live on forever and to call into question anything they would do and to say that whatever they've done is less than perfect is really, is really dangerous. So Nintendo, thank you for just giving us morsels of bread in a crappy app. Thank you. That's what we deserve. As mere mortals, that's what we deserve. Do what you want, Nintendo. You're the best. 
So I'm I'm 90% sure that was a joke. <laughs> and I appreciate the call in, Rex. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's quite that extreme. I don't think we worship at the altar of Nintendo completely. And I think Sharif is correct that people have been critical of the bad multiplayer. The fact that you have to use the app. Yes, we are mere mortals and Nintendo will be around forever. But uh, that is not make them above reproach. And I think people, as Sharif pointed out, are genuinely enjoying Splatoon 2. They're having a, a great time with that game, regardless of its shortcomings. And I think that's why you're seeing like eights. You know, it's an eight, right? It, it would be a nine or 9.5 if you didn't have to use your phone <laughs> to play it. Uh, if you could just play it on the console that it was actually released on without any other additional hardware. But people are having a blast with it. Speaking of things people are having a blast with, here is a call-in sent to me by Amped Up. And he starts by responding to my early impressions of Pyre and then gives some great recommendations of some mobile games, some apps that he's been enjoying that I definitely want to check out. Man, that's awesome about Pyre. I have to go check that game out. I actually, on my old website where I was an editor-in-chief, I interviewed the soundtrack composer for Bastion and Transistor and a couple other cool composers like Cable Sasser for Space Age and everything. So that's cool. I'm going to have to check that out. I have two recommendations for apps. Uh, on my website, ChasingSound.com, I just reviewed Tab Bank, which is an app for guitar players. It's a text editor and also has a lot of cool songwriting abilities for it, and it's free. And one of my favorite games that I always play on my iPad when I'm traveling is called Domino Drop, and that's free on the App Store right now. Super, super cool game. Uh, really loving your station. Thanks for everything you do. I'm going to keep on listening. Remember, if you want to have your voice heard on the show, debate a topic I've been discussing, or bring up some games to recommend to your fellow listeners, it's easy if you use the Anchor app. All you got to do is press the call-in button, then you can record your voice and send it right to me. I really, really appreciate everybody that's done so. I I, I love waking up in the morning and listening to all the new call-ins that I get. It's, it's a blast, and I appreciate the fact that this show can be a conversation with all of you. It definitely makes the show richer, and I, I love listening to them. So keep them coming. All right. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great weekend.